Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud. And it is good morning from the Concrete Gang, a very relaxed Concrete Gang, because, folks, it's a shutdown weekend and we love it. We love it. Good morning to everyone listening. I hope you're enjoying your shutdown weekend. Good morning, Gorilla. Good morning, Annie. Good morning, String Bean. You are actually being allowed near a microphone today. Oh, lucky listeners. Good morning, everyone. And good morning, listeners. And String Bean, you're very lucky too, because you only took about... Two minutes and introduce you. Then it normally takes 22 minutes. <laughs> Not much to say about me. He's been waiting for several weeks. <laughs> Righto. Yes, indeed, it is the Concrete Game oh. on Radio 3CR every Sunday morning, including shutdown weekends. Now, I meant to. Now, we had <coughs> just to report the members, we had our shop stewards meeting yesterday, and we had all the hierarchy from all around Australia. In the you know, states, the secretaries and the state secretaries and the and the assistant secretaries and all that. And and uh, uh, Warren, I realise you went there. You're sending one of our great comrades off yesterday, which we'll get to later. And uh, and as you know, uh, 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 Warren, we have a, a little spot over on the right hand side. Let, uh, as you look at the stage, where all the all the dignities and all the all the high flyers sit. Have a guess who was there, muscling amongst them yesterday. Who normally stands out with all the rank and file, but was sitting there. One guess who it was. Uh, Hollywood. No, buzzer. <laughs> oh, now I did point that out to him. I said, but and he went off his head. He goes, I said, every time, mate, he, he likes mixing with the high flyers, the old buzzer. I'll tell you, oh, mate. And then was heard running him out to the airport. Oh. <laughs> What about Ooh. that? 
Very yes. touchy about it too when I brought it up. Well, Buzzer, you're getting nominated for Scallywag of the Week, I think. <laughs> Never mind. Let's talk about the week that was. And, of course, it was International Women's Week. And uh, there were a number of events during the week, including a quite damp... Uh, Little outing in the city. Is that not right, String Bean? <laughs> You're damp, damp because of the heat. I think uh, we were all sweating. It was sweated very up. sweaty. Yeah. It was, no, it was a great march, actually. And uh, we ended up at Trades Hall in a beerless CFMEU bar on a 40 degree day. So, oh, mate. Uh, needless to say, we all ended up across the road fairly quickly. But uh, no, it was, it was a good rally, really well represented there, the CFMEU, uh, with um, women from the office and uh, women from the jobs. And uh, some you know great posters and all that sort of stuff. It was yeah exhibition at exhibition at Trades Hall. Indeed, yeah, we've got some historical materials there. It was really good going through the archives and uh, finding some old resolutions from the executive. We had a uh, anti discrimination and and a sexual harassment policy um, that we've got there at the exhibition and. Uh, it's fascinating. Apparently, that was the one that resulted in our organisers heading out and ripping all the porn down from the sites. Um, a big change there, really important one. And, uh, you know, so things like that that mean a lot and some, some, you know, the little survival guide for women, you know, how to, how to survive amongst all these blokes on site um, just shows how, how it was. And, you know, luckily, there's a, there's a lot changing, but uh, still a lot of work to do. Been a lot of cultural change in our industry over the last uh, 30, 40 years, I can tell you. But we should also, at this point, send a cheerio to Lisa and Maria. As people would know from the Royal Commission, uh, they were basically hung out to dry and canned vigorously by our good friend, Mr Justice Hayden. And in the end, they were charged with perjury. And those matters are now going to be the subject of the actual finding of penalty, the Both Lisa and Maria have indicated that they are going to plead guilty and have pleaded guilty and now their penalty is going to be handed down in the uh, court and that will be next week. So cheerio to both those girls. We're thinking of you and they have had our support, not only as uh, individuals but also as a union and as a movement. They have been basically absolutely pilloried at uh, the Royal Commission, and uh, it's an absolute disgrace. But anyway... And our... we should say a big cheerio to Lisa because she was a big part of organising the CFMU presence at um, both the exhibition and the rally. Um, she's a, she's an amazing advocate uh, for workers and women. and uh, But also that this raises a, an issue that came up amongst the, the women's rights at work, and um, there was a, an amazing photo of an all-male eight people, eight CEOs from public transport um, companies doing an International Women's Day event, um, failed to kind of see the, the irony there. But um, uh, the issues they raised were things like facilities, amenities. And, uh, you know, what, what are we seeing when, when organisers deal with uh, women's amenities on site? We're seeing the FWBC come after them, right? Exactly. Exactly. And um, they're still to the day, they don't even put women's toilets on the job. We had a case... Uh Last week out at Monash University, where you think there'd be, um, you know, a bastion of, uh, well, women out there and all the things that have gone on out there. But the construction site out there, I noticed there were some women on the, on, the, um, on the traffic management. There was actually a woman driving a concrete edgy truck, and she had actually used the men's toilet, which I was absolutely disgusted. And I said, well, where, where's the toilet? They said, well, 
we've told the women they can use the ones inside the university. I said, well, what, what about the blokes? What, what one? Oh, we've got the toilets for them, but I, I couldn't believe what we were talking about. But anyway, that's obviously been fixed. But then we had to go through the, oh, we'll just get one chemical one. I said, well, why are we doing that? Because because the men men have got proper toilets. Why can't the women have toilets and all this? And I've got to say, some of the sites you go to have unisex toilets. No, but I was saying that. Now I've brought that up. I must admit, when they go to nightclubs these days, they've got them too. But that's another issue. But anyway, I'm sort of digging myself a hole there anyway. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The clubbers don't have a union. And no, you're dragging the dirt in behind you. I can't anyway. believe, but I can't believe they have unisex toilets. I mean, you know, and, and that's just a way of not, not having proper amenities and supplying the right amount of toilets for men and women. That's and, right. And, 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 and it's just a disgrace. And I thought we'd got past all that by now. Women are obviously... The same conditions that the men have, and until the day we still have, we're still struggling. But anyway, struggle goes on. Indeed, it does. And uh, in terms of uh, what uh, String Bean mentioned, in case of prosecutions, our good friends at uh, the ABCC, as I call them, the FWBC, as they like to call themselves, mm. are prosecuting a couple of our organisers for a job in Brighton, where in fact our organisers took up the issue of equality with amenities. But why would that bother our good friend Nigel? Isn't Nigel a feminist? You're saying he's, he's, not, he's not for equality, it looks like. I'm shocked. <laughs> I was going to say something. I've got to be careful to be political correct here, don't I? Yes. I was going to say something. I'll see Annie looking at me already. She's ready to, to rub me out, I think. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, but not, no, I won't say. No, you won't. And we'll keep oh, talking and we'll talk about the fact that the EBA... <laughs> old, mate. I was going to say he sits down and... Oh, no, I can't. No. I, can't I can't say that. Righto. EBA negotiations update. Yes, the negotiations are proceeding. Yes, there is a program of meetings to discuss the details and there are a number of things that we will be able to tell you about next week as these negotiations proceed. There is, I've got to say, a willingness on the part of a large number of builders, a big sector of the industry, who wish to proceed with those discussions and reach an agreement. We are sure there will be people under uh, pressure, partly by Nigel and his mates, to disrupt these things and try and stop the spread of whatever the outcome of the negotiations will be. But folks, it's happening. Be assured, it will proceed. The plan's coming together? Yes, indeed. Now, that does lead us to another issue, lockdown weekends. That is part of the existing agreement. It is something that is attacked by the uh, government and Hatchkiss because they say it's an infringement on the boss's right to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Well, <laughs> Nigel, stuff you. It's part of the agreement. We will enforce it. And I've got to say, some builders have been listening to Nigel too much and not reading their EBA. Yes, yes. And, of course... The reason we have lockdowns, because I mean, as as Warren just touched on, I mean, on the bosses that work Christmas Day, Anzac Day, they work any day they could, and the men need a break. And uh, and talking about that special cheerio to the boys at General Contractors too, and the and the, the the boys that put the tower cranes up, they never seem to get a break. They're working, you know, because the cranes go up on weekends and all that type of thing. But we've you know we've got bosses ringing us up wanting to, wanting to work on the lockdown weekends cuz they lock themselves in these ridiculous contracts to get these jobs they don't they don't consult the unions or the members when they when they sign those contracts about you know when the job's going to take 12 months they'll do it in 8 months 
and have to work ridiculous hours and work the blokes you know, to the bone and then have government officials coming out shaking hands and burying trees and all that while two or three of our members are dropped dead trying to get the job over the line. But, uh, yeah, so that goes on and, and we've got an, uh, an influx of uh, applications to work on the weekend. Uh, there's not, none got past me yet, but anyway, they're still trying and um, especially the cheerio to um, Adco. Indeed. Righto, moving right along, we might cut to a track at this point. The Muddy of the Waters? Well, why not? <laughs> I wonder why that old southbound train don't ride. Kinley Morganfield, Muddy Waters. How's that going down with your cornflakes? Beautiful oh, work. That's, good. that's not bad, it. mate. You didn't run it past the old, old committee, but I'll, I'll give you a I point thought for I, that. I thought it'd be a nice surprise, a very oh. pleasant surprise. Muddy Waters will have some... Uh, I'm getting into a blues phase at the moment. Um, yes, I'm going to bring in over the next few weeks some stuff that I'm sure that you, being the absolute connoisseur of music that you are, will appreciate. You've got to run it past the committee, mate. You know the rules. Well, I'm the chairman of the committee. But anyway, we're moving right along. Uh, let's talk about what a week it's been in terms of the weather. And that leads me to the fact that we have had everything in the last week. Uh, hot weather. We have had rain. We have had uh, humidity. We have had the lot. And at the same time, there are some things in the EBA. There are some things in the award. There are things that have been there from time immemorial when we used to fight about the very simple prospect of using the inclement weather clause appropriately. And we've got a uh, job trying to pour 500 cubic metres of bloody concrete on the hottest day in uh, March for God knows how many years. Yes, yes. Well, as you know, I mean, with a lot of... Well, most of the stewards stood up and you know told these big concrete companies and form workers and not pour on these big slabs on the day of the heat and and one of them sang like a tweety bird and said, "Well, they're doing it here, they're doing it there, and and all that." So to uh, Ivan from I and D and to Hamlet Marino who poured five hundred metres of concrete in thirty eight degrees heat, you should be ashamed of yourselves because I'm telling you now, what one touch wood, someone's going to die of that heat heat exhaustion, you know, and uh, it's no good if. You know, 50 or 75 percent of the stewards are sending stop and pause and they're still pouring them on other jobs we've got to make sure it doesn't happen anywhere because that, that sort of heat mate, it's 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 ridiculous you know so it still goes on but one thing about bosses they're the biggest give-ups in the world so you know that's that's you know that's never changed has it no but just on the question of heat and the effects of uh, dehydration I'd like to send a cheerio to Peter James, a delegate of ours whose son passed away in the last week uh, or two. I'm not sure exactly, but again, it was a very hot day. He was training. He was dehydrated. He was only 15 years old, and uh, there seems to be certainly a connection between the dehydration and his passing. So... It's just a reminder, whether it's at work, sport, or just, you know, just a kid mucking around, 
I'm not sure if they finally got a position, but look, it is a serious issue, and to the James family, uh, our condolences, and I hope that uh, people will take note of the point. Righto, moving along, uh, our good friends from the Royal Children's Hospital, uh, looking forward to our contributions as we get up to the uh, point where the Royal Children's Hospital appeal hits its straps over the next couple of weeks in the lead up to Good Friday. Make sure you buy the bandana, the the armrest uh, band, the whole lot, folks. We are doing a uh, top job. We are one of the top 10 contributors to the Royal Children's Hospital. Nigel, match it. (laughs) (laughs) Nigel. Nigel. Well, there's a... um there's a launch today, isn't there? Yes. On the Brady's job in the city at 12 o'clock today with the Richmond fall, uh, footballs. I'm tipping Dusty, Dusty uh, mightn't be there. What do you think uh, is <laughs> What's yes. going on there? Well, the, uh, the government seems to be denying people uh, residency. They're uh, telling people that you have some uh, history. I mean, there are obviously some people, very undesirable people, that need to be... Uh, shall we say, uh, expunged from the record. But people who have lived in this country for years and may have had a uh, criminal record in the past uh, who have now got on with their ordinary lives and they are getting uh, expelled from the country. Anyway, more of that in the future. But let's go on to a little matter which uh, is going to have an effect. During the week, the Fair Work Commission... Deputy President Watson made a decision in relation to the CFMEU, which uh, is obviously going to be appealed. But Nigel Hatchkiss had a wet dream. He got everything he asked for from Deputy President Watson. All the uh, uh, permits to uh, enter sites that are issued in Victoria and Queensland are now going to be subject to all sorts of conditions for the next 12 months. And Nigel is going to absolutely have a field day if this decision keeps going through. So walking onto a job, health and safety, unless you can prove imminent danger of death and damage, you are basically going to be in breach of your right of entry and your ARIO unless you have given Nigel Hatchkiss 24 hours written notice. Well, 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 Nigel, good luck to you, son. We've had all these problems before and we'll have them again and we'll get on with life and we'll do what we have to do. And if that means that we are being lawless, criminal and all the other rubbish that your presentation to the Commission included, uh, well, happy days if Deputy President Watson uh, wants to believe the bullshit you tell him, well, he's not much better than you, is he? And as we reported uh, the other week, as we lost one of our good members, Bobby Hetherington, on the Indeed. on the um, Hamlet Merino job, and uh, very professionally handled by our organiser Theo Theodorus and uh, Chucky out there, fantastic effort what you've done there out there for the family and getting the boys through the very hard times, and you know they're they're making sure you know everyone was you know going to be all right after that. Two days later, who do you reckon come? You know the old, you know the old vultures. You know, yeah. fair work on the job. You know, 
Hatchka says Crook. Yeah, just you know, wanting to see if the union were disorderly or they did anything wrong or whatever. Don't worry about the poor bloke that's fell to his death, you know. Don't worry about it, what any safety breaches. Don't worry about any of that. Just wants to know whether the union was acting lawlessly or, or, or un- unlawlessly or, or, or whatever. What a joke, an absolute joke. And, I mean, you know, we go on and on about this all the time and, and probably people just let it go through the keeper, but that's the type of... Uh, shit laws and shit people we've got, we're talking about, and this hedge kiss and his hench- henchman, what an absolute joke. And every time we turn left or right, we get served summonses, taken away our, our right of entries, can't go on the jobs. I'll tell you what, they stop union officials going on the job, there'll be more deaths, I'm telling you now, because no one else is doing anything about the health and safety. And indeed, we won't forget, Nigel, that when John Cummins was lying on his deathbed, you were still trying to prosecute him. Yeah, exactly. You were still trying to serve paperwork. So if you, reckon, if you reckon we're going to be intimidated by you and your mates, buddy, and the sort of orders that come out of fair work, you're kidding yourself, son, because we are going to go on doing the job that people are paying us to do and that they quite rightly expect us to do. So if that, you want a declaration, that's the declaration. Nige, good luck to your son. You are going to need all the help you can get. And these are the guys that Turnbull wants to give more powers to. And we saw at the inquiry last week, we had Doug, Doug Cameron, the senator there, asking questions of the NBA and the AIG, all these industry bodies, uh, and company, you know, company representatives. And uh, he, he said to him, so this ABCC, it's all about productivity apparently. So have you done any uh, work on the productivity costs of uh, injuries and deaths on, on workplaces? Oh, no, no, we haven't really looked into that. How about, how about the general overall cost? Any idea how much it costs, injuries and deaths? Uh, no, I don't know. How about the impact on families, guys? Anyone done any work on that, what injuries and deaths mean to families? Uh, no, we haven't looked into it. But they'll tell you to the dollar a load of shit, but they'll tell you what they reckon to a dollar of what the union costs the industry in uh, in productivity. But like you say, productivity of safety, not taken into account. So, yeah, there's just no justification and the kind of people we're talking about. Same old ideological bullshit they always go on with. Anyway. Another day, just another day for us, brothers. That's what's been going on. It's called class another, war. Another hurdle. We clear. We clip a few, we clear them all. Righto, Scallywags. Oh, Hamilton Marino, IMD. Yeah, yeah well, uh, you know, as I reported earlier about pouring 500 cubic metres of concrete in a 38 degree day, I mean, I can't believe it, but anyway, why yeah. would I be shocked? Now, I want to nominate someone, uh, Kevin from Watersun Homes, who uh, kept getting in the way of an organiser and uh, nothing, not, nothing to do with his job, I might add, but he was trying to get in the way of. Uh, the organiser and the organiser said, "How, mate? I, go away! You could be taped up, trying to record everything I did." So Kevin basically embarrassed himself. He took off his clothes to prove he wasn't taped up. Now standing in the middle of the street with no pants on, and lifting his shirt to show that there was no tape on him, was a bit over the top. Anyway, Kev, we all love your work, but mate, we are not going to have sexual harassment like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Righto, on a more serious note, Della Precast, absolute disgrace, sent a uh, panel that had been made the night before to a job. It was still steaming, the heat coming out of that uh, panel as it was uh, curing on the back of the truck. Mate, 
Della precast, you are an absolute disgrace. And falsified the paperwork. And falsified the paperwork and said, oh, it's it's 80 uh, PSA and, MPA. you know. MPA. sorry. And listen. Please. 72 hours before you bring the stuff to site. Anyway, MBA and the AIG for their absolute uh, bullshit appearance at the uh, Senate committee. Disgrace. Surely Hatchkiss himself and the F- ABCC. I mean, mm. that Bobby Hedrington thing, yep. that's disgusting. And uh, last but not least, uh, the Suki Lala Award. Yes, yes. We've got another one jumped in the ring. I had uh, uh, oh, uh, Scott from uh, Bill Corp. Scott, um, what's his last name? Nick Villy. Nick Villy. I call him Scott McSilly. Uh, he was complaining because I was shit can um, him the other, his company the other week. So you've now uh, Scott won the the uh, Suki La La of the week award. I'll canvas back McSilly. Righto, but who are we going for for the main event? The main event, Della Precast. Oh, you Della, Della, yeah, Della. Me a death for sure. Della Precast, or maybe the crane crew for lifting it. But anyway, that's another story. Well, all I can say is. Paper was falsified. Well, they looked at the paperwork. Yeah. They looked at the paperwork. It was falsified. And if it was 80 MPA, why'd they need to falsify the paperwork? Exactly. And we've got to send a special cheerio to Abbo, Abbo, a good mate of the Concrete Gang. Mark Dawson. Mark Dawson's worked for a contract control, been a union member for years. He's had um, some... I played football with Mark. Yeah, well, yeah. he played the football. I turned up. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, he's had a he's had a heart operation. He's had five stents put in, so he's he's I think he's come through that. But he's in intensive care for the next couple next week. So, uh, good luck to you, mate. And well, I think we should go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare, dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.